0: Encyclical Letter Inter Pleading for Unity of Spirit, March twenty first, eighteen fifty three, by Pope Pius the Ninth. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. To our well beloved sons, the Cardinals, AND TO OUR VENERABLE BRETHREN, THE ARCHBISHOPS AND BISHOPS OF FRANCE, POPE PIUS Ninth, WELL-BELOVED SONS AND VENERABLE BRETHREN, SALUTATION AND APOSTOLICAL BENEDICTION. IN THE MIDST OF THE MULTIPLIED SORROWS, WITH WHICH WE ARE OVERWHELMED ON ALL SIDES, IN THE CARE OF ALL THE CHURCHES WHICH HAVE BEEN CONFIDED TO US, notwithstanding our unworthiness, by an impenetrable design of divine providence, and in these obdurate times, in which the number is too great of those of whom the Apostle has said, for there shall be a time when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires they will heap to themselves teachers, having itching ears, and will indeed turn away their hearing from the truth, but will be turned unto fables. But evil men and seducers shall grow worse and worse, erring and driving into error. We experience the greatest joy when we turn our eyes and our mind towards that French nation which so many great names have illustrated and which has merited so well of us it is with a supreme consolation for our paternal heart that we see in that nation by the grace of god the catholic religion and its saving doctrine increasing day by day flourishing and predominating and with what care and what zeal You, our dear sons and venerable brothers, called to partake in our solicitude, endeavor to fulfill your ministry, and to watch over the safety and the salvation of the dear flock of which you have the charge. This consolation is singularly augmented by the respectful letters which you have written to us, and which have made more and more known to us, with what filial piety, with what love, with what ardor, you glory in being devoted to us, and to that chair of Peter, the center of Catholic truth and unity, chief, mother, and mistress of all the churches, to which all obedience and all honor are due, to which, because of its primacy, all the churches must join, the whole church, that is to say, the faithful who are on all parts of the earth. We do not feel less satisfaction in learning that you, always calling to mind your grave episcopal functions and your duties, display all your cares as pastors and all your vigilance, to have the priests of your diocese walk each day more worthily in the ways of their vocation, give to the people the example of every virtue, and fulfill exactly the charges of their ministry, in order that the faithful who are confided to your care, being each day more abundantly nourished with the words of faith, and strengthened by the abundance of grace, may increase in the knowledge of God, and be confirmed in the way which conducts to life, and that the unfortunates who err may re-enter into the way of salvation. We know, and it is still for our heart a sweet consolation, with what eagerness you have received our desires and our opinions, and have applied yourselves to hold provincial councils that you might guard intact and entire in your diocese the deposit of the faith, in order that you might transmit sound doctrine to augment the honor of divine worship, to strengthen the institution and discipline of the clergy, to elevate and support everywhere, by a happy progress, the propriety of morals, virtue, religion, piety. We feel also a lively joy at seeing, in a great number of your dioceses, where particular circumstances do not put any obstacle to it, The liturgy of the Roman Church has been re-established according to our wishes, thanks to your eager zeal. That re-establishment has been so much the more agreeable to us that we knew that in a great many of the dioceses of France, on account of the vicissitude of the times, they had not preserved what our holy predecessor, Pius V, had prescribed with prudence and wisdom, in his Apostolic Letters of the seventh of the Ides of July, fifteen sixty eight, commencing thus, Quoda nobis postulat. But in reminding you of all these things, to the great happiness of our mind, and to the praise of your order, well beloved sons and venerable brethren, We cannot, however, disguise the great grief and anxiety which overwhelm us at this moment, when we see what dissensions the old enemy strives to excite among you, to shake and weaken the concord of your minds. It is therefore in fulfilment of the duty of our apostolic ministry and with that profound charity which we have for you and for this faithful people, we write you these letters, in which we address ourselves to you, beloved sons and venerable brethren, and at the same time we warn you, we exhort and supplicate you, to oppose with the firmness which distinguishes you and banish entirely the dissensions which this old enemy endeavours to excite, bringing yourselves together in the bonds of charity, unanimous in your sentiments, and striving with all humility and meekness to preserve in all things unity of spirit in the bonds of peace. By this wisdom, you will show that each of you knows how much the sacerdotal and faithful concord of minds, wills, and feelings is necessary for the prosperity of the church and the eternal salvation of men. And if ever you have felt it a duty to maintain amongst you that harmony of minds and of wills, it is now above all when, by the will of our dearest Son in Jesus Christ, Napoleon, Emperor of the French, and by the care of his government, the Catholic Church, tranquil and protected, enjoys amongst you a perfect peace. This happy state of things in that empire and the condition of the times should excite you more warmly to unite yourselves in the same spirit of conduct and in the same means, in order that the divine religion of Jesus Christ, its doctrine, purity of its morals, and piety, should strike everywhere in France its deep roots, that the youth should more easily find there a better and purer education and that thereby may be arrested and broken those hostile attempts which now manifest themselves through the intrigues of those who were, and still are, the constant enemies of the Church and of Jesus Christ. This, therefore, well-beloved sons and venerable brethren, we ask of you more and more and with all possible earnestness, that in the cause of the Church, in defense of her holy doctrine and of her liberty, and in the accomplishment of all the other duties of your episcopal charge, you should have nothing more at heart than to show among you a perfect union than to be united in the same ideas and in the same sentiments, consulting in all confidence us and this apostolical see on the questions of all kinds which may arise, in order to prevent thus any dissension, and, before all, comprehend how far the good education of the clergy concerns the prosperity of religion and of society to the end that you may never cease in a perfect union of mind to devote to an affair of such great importance your cares and your reflections. Continue, as you have hitherto done, to spare no pains that the young students intended for the church may be formed early in your seminaries to every virtue, to piety to the ecclesiastical spirit in order that they may grow up in humility without which we can never please god that they may be profoundly learned in human literature and the more severe branches of knowledge particularly in the sacred sciences that they may without being exposed to any peril of error not only learn the art of speaking with eloquence, of writing elegantly, by studying either the excellent works of the Holy Fathers or the writings of the most celebrated pagan writers, when they shall have been carefully expurgated, but still more, and above all, the knowledge, perfect and durable, of the theological doctrines of ecclesiastical history, and of the sacred canons, drawn from the authors approved by the Holy See. Thus that illustrious clergy of France, among whom are so many eminent men, distinguished by their genius, their piety, their learning, their ecclesiastical spirit, and their respectful submission to the apostolical see, will abound more and more in labourers courageous and skilful, who, adorned with all virtues, fortified by the aid of a saving learning, will be able in the course of time to help you to cultivate the vineyard of the Lord, to reply to opponents, and not only strengthen the faithful of France in our most holy religion but also propagate that religion by holy expeditions to the distant and infidel nations as the same clergy have done hitherto to the great glory of its name for the good of religion and for the salvation of souls you are penetrated as we are with sorrow at the sight of so many books pamphlets and poisonous journals which are circulated furiously and without intermission in all parts by the enemy of god and man to corrupt the morals overturn the foundations of faith and destroy all the dogmas of our most holy religion never cease therefore dearly beloved sons and venerable brethren to employ all your solicitude and all your episcopal vigilance, to remove unanimously with the greatest zeal the flock confided to your care from those pestilential pastures. Never cease to instruct, to defend, to fortify against that mass of error by admonitions and by writings opportune and salutary. And here we cannot refrain from reminding you of the advice and the counsels by which four years ago we ardently exhorted the bishops of the whole Catholic world to neglect nothing in order to engage men remarkable by their talents and their sound doctrine, writings, calculated to enlighten the minds and to dissipate the darkness of the errors in vogue. For that reason, while endeavoring to remove from the faithful committed to your solicitude the mortal poison of bad books and bad journals, be pleased also, we ask of you most earnestly, to extend all your benevolence and all your predilection To the men who, animated by a Catholic spirit, and versed in letters and sciences, consecrate their watchful labors to writing and publishing books and journals, in order that the Catholic doctrine may be propagated and defended, the rights worthy of all the veneration of this Holy See and its acts, to have all their force opinions and sentiments contrary to the Holy See and to its authority, to disappear, the obscurity of errors to be dispelled, and the understandings to be flooded with the sweet light of truth. Your charity and your episcopal solicitude should therefore stimulate the ardor of those Catholic writers who are animated with a good spirit, so that they may continue to defend the cause of Catholic truth with an attentive care and with knowledge. And if, in their writings, it should happen to them to fail in any respect, you ought to warn them, with paternal words and with prudence. Moreover, your wisdom is not ignorant, that the bitterest enemies of the catholic religion have always directed although vainly the most violent attacks against that chair of this blessed prince of the apostles knowing very well that religion itself can never fall nor totter as long as this chair founded on a rock shall remain standing over which the haughty gates of hell shall never triumph, and in which is entire and perfect the solidity of the Christian religion. Wherefore, dearly beloved sons and venerable brethren, we ask with all our power, conformably to the greatness of your faith in the church and to the ardor of your devotion to this chair of Peter, never to cease to apply with one heart and one mind all your cares, all your vigilance, all your labors, to this particular point, so that the faithful population of France, avoiding the errors and the snares which perfidious men set for them, may make it their glory TO ADHERE FIRMLY AND WITH CONSTANCY TO THIS APOSTOLIC SEE, WITH A LOVE AND A DEVOTION EVERY DAY MORE FILIAL, AND TO OBEY IT, AS IT IS RIGHT, WITH THE GREATEST RESPECT. IN ALL THE ARDOR OF YOUR EPISCOPAL VIGILANCE, THEREFORE, NEGLECT NOTHING, EITHER IN ACTION OR IN WORDS, to redouble more and more the love and the veneration of the faithful for the Holy See, and that they may receive and accomplish with the most perfect obedience all that the Holy See teaches, establishes, and decrees. And here we cannot avoid expressing to you the great grief which we felt when, amongst other dangerous writings lately published in France, there reached us a pamphlet printed in French and edited in Paris, with the title Sur la situation presente de l'eglise gallicaine relativement au droit coutumier, the author of which contradicts in the most manifest manner what we have recommended to you and inculcate with so much solicitude, we have sent this book to our congregation of the Index, in order that it may reprove and condemn it. Before concluding this letter, well-beloved sons and venerable brethren, we express to you again how desirous we are that you should reject all those discussions and all those controversies which you know disturb peace, wound charity, and furnish the enemies of the church with the arms with which they combat and torment it. Above all, therefore, have at heart the preservation of peace among you, and maintaining it among you all, seriously calling to mind that you fulfill a mission in the name of him who is not a God of dissension, but a God of peace, who has never ceased to recommend and ordain peace to his disciples and to place it above all other considerations. And in truth, Christ, as you all know, has put all the gifts and rewards of his promise in the preservation of peace, If we are heirs of Christ, we shall dwell in the peace of Christ. If we are children of God, we must be peaceful. The children of God must be pacific, mild of heart, simple in their words, united in affection, faithful, attached among themselves by the bonds of peace the conviction and assurance that we have of your virtue, your religion, and your piety, do not permit us to doubt that you, well-beloved sons and venerable brethren, acquiesce with all your hearts in the paternal advice, the desires, and the demands that we address to you, and that you will destroy to the root all the germs of dissension and thus complete our joy, supporting one another with charity and patience, united and laboring with concert for the faith of the gospel, continuing with increased zeal as the sentinels of the flock committed to your solicitude, accomplishing with care all the functions of your weighty charge, even to the consummation of the saints in the edification of the body of Jesus Christ. Be well persuaded that nothing will be more agreeable to our heart than to do all in our power for your advantage and that of the faithful. Nevertheless, in the humiliation of our heart, we pray to God and ask of Him continually to bestow upon you with favor abundance of heavenly graces to bless your labors and your cares as pastors so that the faithful confided to your vigilance may walk more and more agreeably to god in all things fructifying daily in all good works with the presage of this divine protection and in testimony of the ardent charity with which we embrace you in the Lord, we give with affection and from the bottom of our heart the apostolical benediction to you, our dear sons and venerable brethren, to all the clergy and to the faithful laity of your churches. Given at Rome, at St. Peter's, THE 21ST OF MARCH IN THE YEAR 1853 AND SEVENTH OF OUR PONTIFICATE POPE PIUS Ninth. END OF ENCYCLICAL LETTER INTER MULTIPLICES PLEADING FOR UNITY OF SPIRIT MARCH 21ST, 1853 BY POPE PIUS IX READ BY PATRICK RANDALL